You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, Sid Talk, I've got my water. I've got my two gig memory card, which you just gave me. You got me. I've got you, which is most important. <laughs> and this is our epic taken review slash E three extravaganza slash. Can it be an extravaganza when one uh pardon the pardon the French? Pardon the French, a uh, geeky gamer guy ends up talking endlessly about what he's discovered at a game conference. Yes. <laughs> Then that is an extravaganza. We're about to have one. Okay, so this is Sunday, June the 7th, 2009. Hold on to your hats, because you might be here for a long time. Get yourself a cup of tea, (laughs) or a glass of water like I have. Drive around the block a few times. Yeah, yeah. if you're going on your way to work and you listen to this, you might need to call in late. (laughs) Pull a sickie. So this is Sunday, June the 7th, 2009. This is after the show number 73. And this movie is... The movie we're looking at this week is Taken on Blu-ray disc, and I have another name for the movie Taken. You know, it's an alternate title that I made. Don't be rude and, and the don't mo- be sad. And the, mo- and the alternate title is Liam Neeson Shoots People in the Face. <laughs> okay. I think that's actually a better title. <laughs> so this was released in 2008. It's actually released 2009 theatrically in the US, but it is a European film. Um, but it's out on Blu-ray disc... Tuesday the 12th of May so it's been out a couple of weeks and it's from our friends at Fox and this is the Blu-ray disc that we watched and you're going to tell us what it's all about well you kind of blew blew the wad there you shouldn't tell people what happens except for the summary or whatever I'm doing it is um, a case of, of what you will learn from the trailers a daughter gets taken thus the title and the father Clever. father wants to uh, find her and he is got a set of skills from a previous career. It's a still a mystery kind of throughout the movie what he has done, but he is able to track down, shoot in the face, <laughs> uh, chop uh, like karate chop to the throat people very very efficiently. And it's really about a father sort of righting the wrong of his daughter being kidnapped. That's really all it is. Yeah, it's pretty simple. We're, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty simple. Very straightforward. If you have a daddy complex, you're going to love this movie. Yeah, I actually thought that. If I, was I th- did. When I was watching, I was thinking, I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I would probably do this shit. I'm telling you, there are moments <laughs> when I thought that is... Because, like, at one point, he... You know, she's going to France, and he's like, here's your phone, and I've got myself yeah. programmed in it. It's international. Call me every night before you go to bed. Call me when you get to the airport. That would be me. I would be obsessively, not controlling, but like, the world is a big, bad fucking place, and you would want to protect your kid endlessly. his first thought was, I will come with you, but hide in the shadows. Yeah, like lurking around everywhere. (laughs) Forget the phone, I'll just be there. (laughs) I think that's a good option. Yeah, I think it is. In fact, we were talking to a, on a funny other subject, we were talking to, we're having our water boiler repaired, and we were talking to the repairman, and he had a thing about his daughter Oh, as well. yes. Like he wanted to uh, not let her out of the house, really, I think. Yeah, and one of his comments was he had hoped for an ugly daughter, so boys wouldn't be interested in her, which I, I didn't really know how to react to that. No, we both looked at each other. 
I was like, what are you saying? And because I'm not skinny, I'm very round, I'm surprised he didn't say fat and then look at me and go, oh, like, sorry, but I think he just was, he was nice. I don't think he was that tightless. He's just a little bit. No, I don't think so. He was actually quite nice. He was very nice, very nice, but that was like, oh. But we digress. From yes. our water heater man back to Liam Neeson. The water heater man could become the father in this movie. <laughs> if someone were to kidnap his 12-year-old daughter, and I the, think he sounded very protective. And so. the movie could be called Water Heater Man Shoots People <laughs> in the Face. <laughs> in France. Or, or in Missouri. <laughs> so, this is a... Well, we said a, it's a international movie, yet... Of sorts. Feels like an American movie. It has this odd kind of... It's not international. It's French. It's French, yeah. That's (laughs) what I'm getting at. I mean... If you're in France, it wouldn't be international. But it does have an American style. I mean, there's a lot of... I've seen a lot of French movies, for instance, that wouldn't go over well in America because of the pacing and stuff. Yeah, but But you know what? I disagree with you. If you think about the people who've made some of the movies that you're comparing this to, they're French one of your recommendations. Right? Mm, no, that's not really what I'm getting at. I'm getting at, like, there's a lot of French movies, action movies and stuff. Like La Haine, or, you know... Um, I've never seen it. Like, just... The, the, they're very French, if you get what I'm saying. No, I have no like, idea. Like, some stuff would be lost on an American audience. Cultural stuff. But this one's filmed, obviously, from the perspective of an American. Yeah, of course. In France. And it it feels very American to me, even though it's in France, is what I'm saying. And, and it, it, it shouldn't, really. Because and I felt the opposite. I felt like this feels like a Luc Besson, European, with the action tagged on top with that European flair. That's what I felt. I didn't feel like it was, like, American, really. See, I did. I felt like Other it was than them really making American. Liam Neeson have an American freaking accent, which always drives me. Yeah, that's really... trying to. Why? Oh, it's awesome. Why couldn't he... Why, Why? couldn't he just be a dude who happens no, but, to be from... Listen. England. Liam Neeson's um, Irish, right? Correct. So why... And one of the comments in the movie was his daughter wanted to go and watch U2. And one of the reasons for her going was to follow you two right. around on their European tour. Why couldn't Liam Neeson be her Irish father and into the plot was like he was a big U2 nut and that's how she became so she wanted to go and see U2 and stuff. Or anything. Anything why, small. Did, I mean that sounds really obvious but still I'm just it could saying, have been anything. I mean, yeah. yeah but why did he have to be a phony American accent man? Because. I mean yes he worked for the American government so I guess they would say, well, why would he be in this position? But still, you could. He could have been an MI5 guy, though, couldn't he? He could have come, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He could have worked for that. It didn't matter that he worked. That is one of those pet peeves that's really starting to get on my nerves. Unless it's done completely seamlessly. And it's never seamless. It's it's not a terrible American accent, Liam Neeson does. Oh, no. But you know it's not his accent. That's the thing, isn't it? And because you've seen him before. Does, Does he do an American accent in Star Wars? Or does he do himself? I can't remember. I think, I think it's, it's kind of himself. Own. And Narnia as the lion, he's himself. So I like, I think, and I like that, you know. But the, so, again, we digress. Yeah, so this okay. movie... It does not distract from the movie. It's just one of those things. Yeah, so I mean, on this movie itself, um, for me, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, it's pretty dumb. 
Yeah. Um, you don't feel like... I mean, it's just entertainment, so it's not one where you'll sit down, watch it, and be absolutely enlightened by it or you anything. You are strung along one Oh, and it's very convenient. Oh, yes. All over the place. Like, But that kind of hypens... If you get over that, it kind of hypens the excitement. Because I decided I'm going to put myself in the fantasy situation. I'm hunting down the men who have stolen my daughter. Yeah, and that's... And I want it to play out that way. And that's I want where... every time I turn around the corner, I have the advantage. Every time I go down the street, I'm the one in charge. And so I like that. And I think that's where it, the movie works. Because um, it sets it up at the beginning. Really Hollywoody. Oh my god, yes. Um, too Holly- too Hollywood. I mean, well, and that's where I was getting at like an American feel. Like, I mean, I know it was in America, but it was real convenient Hollywoody. Like, here's ten minutes of time. Because it's literally, it's a very short movie, 90 minutes long, and that's the extended cut. So I'm, I'm guessing the unextended cut's like 80 minutes long. But it's a very short ten minute period of time at the beginning where they say, here's this man, here's his daughter... He's having a bit of an estranged thing with his wife. It's a bit uncomfortable, this relationship. He's had a mysterious job where he has lots of skills. Here's a a convenient job that he goes on with his friends to show that he can do what he can do. Yep. And now, now, in in ten minutes' time, you're supposed to care so much about his daughter and him. And normally I wouldn't, but this time I did. I did So I think it was Liam Neeson who did that. Entirely. Because he was over-the-top... Controlling of his daughter. I mean, not controlling. But not controlling, yeah, just concerned. Like, concerned, like, but, like, so much that it was consuming him. He would sit, not sleeping, just looking at the thing. And and another attention to detail was when he bought her the birthday present. And he was, (laughs) the first scene you see of him, he sat in his dark, in his apartment, in the dark on his chair, like he can't sleep. And next to him is the manual for the karaoke machine that he's going to go and buy for her. So he's like downloaded the manual or something he's been reading it to try and please her like because he wants to but he's also very thorough that's another one of those establishing yeah. things we but, want to so establish... there's a lot of setup but is what I'm saying but it's uh, I bought it like because if they don't do that and he just hops into action then yeah. you go oh god please I yeah. mean it's kind of like I was saying a movie that one of the one of the things I like about some of some movie action movies are like The Rock when Nick Cage goes from being the nerdy scientist to being like involved in the heroics of it, you know. And that one is another one where you get the uh, like a stumbly, awkward establishing thing about what type of person he is and how whatever. And then boom, he's Mr. Action Hero. In that movie, they don't do it as smoothly mm-hmm. as in this one because in this one, I'm convinced by the time it comes around for his first ass kicking. <laughs> I mean, not his, his performing ass kicking. Right. That yeah, I'm I'm convinced he could do. Well, it. And when the director in one of the extras said something like it's all, it's always real better if you find that, like a weak man does it. Well, I didn't buy he was a weak man. Me either I, I at thought all. he was a badass. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I totally he, agree. Cuz at the beginning it show like I said it shows you this job that he's doing with his friends which is a bodyguard for a pop star. And the pop star gets uh a small Almost interaction, a and he's an absolute badass in that one little situation. <laughs> like, not his friends, him. Yeah. So I don't buy it. For, I, I didn't buy it for a second. As soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this guy's like combat trained. He's like, yeah, I think they case. over they underestimate. Yeah. First of all, Liam Neeson's presence. He's not going to come off as a weakling. Now, in contrast, I think 
Harrison Ford does come off as a sort of awkward, hapless um, uh, yeah, kind of dude. And then when he kicks into action, you're like, whoa, it's more of a surprise. But Liam Neeson, <clears throat> you, just fe- you just feel maybe it's from things we've seen in the past and that kind of colors your impression of him. But I didn't get the weakness either. But no, but it's I threaded did, together. Well, the, you have the, to throw away yeah, your... You have to throw away most things. Because the first 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes, it, it actually started to feel... Slightly hokey to me. And forced, very forced. And very forced. Like, it was one of them things where it's quite a short movie and we've got to establish so much before it moves to Paris. And then when it moves to Paris, it literally, like, goes to Paris, ten seconds later, she's being taken, which, you know, is not giving anything away because she's being taken. Uh, And then, you know, he's off on his crusade, like, so I think within the first 20 minutes, he's kicking ass, isn't he? Like, so. But I bought that beginning part, apart from it being ho- hokey almost, it, and convenient. Very. And a lot of films have that convenient crap, because... I was trying to think if uh, The Professional or Leon does, but I don't no, think it does. No, Leon unravels it's really unravels slowly. really slow, yeah. Yeah, that, and that's what I love about it. I mean, the bad guys are revealed quickly to their... You know, you cut to the chase pretty quick with the how evil the bad guys in that scenario yeah. are. But with Leon, you it un- unravels Yeah, it's slow. slow. It's real slow. And then there's the relationship between him and the girl. I bring that up because it's Luc Besson. Wrote both of those movies. Correct. And also wrote things like Unleashed. Did you write Fifth Element? Yes. Fabulous. And directed Fifth Element. If I had the capability, I would get a heart on every time I said that word. Though that, that name of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So ah, now, yeah. if you're drinking coffee right at that moment, you probably had a little spit out moment. <laughs> nice. So then it moves on to the action part of this movie, and one thing I was surprised about, and I said it when it came out, I had to actually double take on the case on the back. Good cover, by the way. Yeah, this movie's a PG thirteen. Um, I totally thought it was an R, and I thought we were watching the unrated version, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was like the extended version. It lets you pick at the beginning. And I'm an American, so that didn't seem like R to me at all. No, oh, well, to me, I, I was, I didn't. At the end of it, I thought oh, that was pretty. It's visceral, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. there's, it's very violent. Like you say, there might not be any blood or whatever, or not, not much. Or not much, but the. It's not even the idea of the violence. The violence is, as I say, in your face. People being shot in the face. Close up. Yeah, but not... You don't see it. Nothing. It's like you... It's the instant little boom and someone uh, falls. It, but it's in your mind. Oh, I mean, you don't see, like, somebody's face explode. No, no, but what I'm saying is you see a, a barrel of a gun in somebody's face, then you see them... Right, but see, that's the difference between your sensibility to that and mine. To me, that's nothing, because it's just like you playing a game, and there's no... It's nothing. It's like split second, you get the point. It doesn't seem... It's violent, obviously, but it isn't up close. Oh, this movie was pretty violent. And uh, I was very surprised it was a PG-13. It's uh, violent as in lots of fighting. And the one scene in particular where it's a little more like, oh, ow, 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 ow. You're just thinking that's going to hurt, that's going to hurt. But... And the... Yeah, it, you know, the idea of like somebody just completely... It's no more violent than a Jackie Chan movie. It's just a different kind of fighting, isn't it? Because it's more grounded in what you think of as movie reality than a Jackie Chan Kicking everybody and knocking them off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just surprised it was a PG-13. It kind of... uh, At the end, uh, I was like... I wasn't, because there was no swearing. There was no No, sex. No, there was no swearing. There was no nudity. So... There was some... There was no nudity, but there was... 
Just the totally the idea really. of uh, yeah. what was going on was a bit more than a PG-13 is what I was getting at. Yeah, but I'm an idea can't be censored. It's what you see. Right. Well, you, you British people, you, the, you get censored. You, yeah, but that's You fine. know, it's, it, I guess I guess it would have PG-13 for drug use and it'd have to have all that stuff. There's no actual drug use involved. You just know what's happened. Yeah. I think our censoring is based on what you see happening. Right, and they that's, showed that's some the wrong up. way of censoring things. Oh, it is not. You think? Oh, totally. It's well, perfect. to protect children from bad stuff. Children shouldn't be watching this movie anyway. Well, it's PG-13, so like a teenager would be, right? I think it's okay for teenagers. Do you? Yeah. See, I would have... If I was rating this, I would have put an R on it totally. Just as it was? I think there's more to it than what it was. Oh, see, but that's the thing. It is what you see and not what you think you're seeing. That's the whole no, key, isn't I, it? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I say I think there's more scenes that was... I think I think there might be an unrated cut of it. Oh, right. That's what I'm getting at. Like, uh, I don't know whether the international cut was an R-rated. It would amp up... And the, one of the things I didn't like about it was it didn't get enough grit. The theme that's going on is obviously a young girl... A 17-year-old girl's being stolen on an international level. And you can piece together what you want. I'm not going to say why. It's kind of obvious. I would like the side, that dark side of it to be a little more visual, but you didn't really get the grit. The I'll give you a movie with girls and more of a visual going missing. Hostile two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get any more different. That's an hour. Correct. Movie. That's the opposite. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same idea. You just don't. It's see. just more explicit. Yeah. yeah, it actually is the same idea, but more explicit. But the father's not even looking. Right. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Well, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, my stupid daughter's missing. I don't care. Yeah. So yeah, if you you know, hostile. There is a comparison to hostile, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Same kind of stuff. So over, you know, the movie in general. I like a good action movie. Sometimes you have to check your brain at the door. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Even more than one hundred percent. You have to be prepared for convenient plot twists and holes, I think. No twists. Not holes, twists. Yes. Uh, holes, yes. Plot holes. And where it moves the story on very quickly, like, and you're like, really? Are we, are we there already? That, <laughs> yeah. Like, we went from that to that. That yeah. was a bit, like, couldn't you have put some... But I think they were just trying to get, like, fast... For example, short. we hear a voice on a phone, and in the literally in the next scene, someone has through the magic of technology, figured out who that person is. Did, With no other explanation, this is an international no. ring of something or other, and they nail it. And it's like, there there was a couple of scenes where I actually felt in my mind... That, that something was missing? That the DVD player had skipped a chapter. <laughs> so, you know, like, I was yes. like... There was one particular thing where he was asking somebody where somebody was, and then... He literally was stood in the room with those people. And I was like, whoa, that was... I, I like some films that get to the point, but Jesus, you're really getting to the point. <laughs> I think part of that's down to Luc Besson. Because if you think about him mixed with this director who's got the uh, the ADD, as he tries to describe, he's very impatient. Oh, it's he totally likes an ADD film. Right. Yeah. And because at the heart of it is this father who was pushed to save his daughter that's it and you can't add any you know it's a romantic fantasy look at it plus there's actually a one thing we should mention there's actually a time um in kind of like like if you want to we'll talk about in the extras 
but he's also in a crunch. Like it's kind not of. he can't leave it five weeks. Right, right. To research, it's like. But do it's not or pressing die. on you because I'm no, not, not aware on you, of it. But it, yeah. for him, it's do or die. So maybe that's why it mo- is moving. Like he doesn't wait. And it's true; it does escalate as you go. It, I mean, it kind of kicks in, and then his anger and intensity does move on as you go. So it's not just like boom, we're on a roll, and now all bets are off. It it does have an he has a, he has the arc as they yeah. like to say and I, I, I hate to use the cliches but roller coaster ride is what it is and a real fast one it's like yeah. it's, it's a um, bargain roller coaster ride the arc and the roller coaster we're right in there with but this thing. one is uh, it's so quick and uh, you know and a, a movie that it actually you know it's a it's 90 minute movie but the, the credits are probably 10 minutes so you know mm. it could really be an 80 minute movie and it felt fast I was and like really are we no, over yeah because when you think about it, if we're saying the whole of it is the father trying to save the daughter, you don't want to drag that out much longer because then it just gets monotonous. That's there, happened in other movies. Yeah, there's no yeah. big anything else going on. That's pretty much it. So you don't want to, like, tag on long... And this movie never slows down uh, during the... Once it, in fact, it never slows down. Once he gets into Paris and then it happens. Um, That isn't true. There are down moments. Hard. That you skip over them, but... Hardly. I mean, like, it's basically a, a bunch of... It's not an onslaught. Like, you just, you know... No, it's not like crank. No. <laughs> or speed. But, but it is, like, it's pretty... Obviously, if it's only, like, you know, short amount of time movie, they have to... Move. Everything is very utilitarian. That is true. You, They say something and someone does something and it goes to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And There's you can't... No- in fact, like, th- there's probably more plot holes than you actually even realize <laughs> but you don't get time to think about them you're just like yeah let's stop huh? talking about it or we're gonna we're not gonna like it by the time we're done <laughs> no I, I those things i i'm saying are kind of for it because i can accept them it was um fast i mean a lot of people like a a, a short yeah. enjoyable film i can say it was totally enjoyable uh liam neeson uh, you don't see him much like and i feel that uh, you know, I've seen other... Last time we saw him in action was when he had a lightsaber in his hand. That's what I'm saying. I, you don't see him in this kind of role anyway. So it was kind of something different there as well. Um, but let's... I move... enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I did. And, and you know, like I said, I want to suffix that with... It's not highbrow. <laughs> uh, it, yes, it's full of plot holes. If you're an eye roller and a skeptic and a cynic and you're going to rip it to shreds in the first few minutes, then you need to uh, have a glass of wine or <laughs> something but it before is, you watch it. Yeah, or a shot of coke and in the, in the, a uh, shot of heroin. <laughs> but, it, but it is um, enjoyable, totally. If you like action films, it's really good action scenes. I think I like the way it was filmed. Good fight scenes. Really yeah, good. I like the camera work. Like you say, it's slightly Barnish, mm-hmm. and probably that's not a coincidence. The guy's the guy mentioned Barn a exactly. couple of times, so he's obviously, you know, likes that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, for me, let's move on to the cast. Yeah, because I'm thinking you got. So I didn't write down much of the cast because obviously we don't know a lot of these people. They could be very famous in France, and we don't know, and we don't we don't mean in disrespect. So we just don't aren't familiar. So with that. we just wrote down the American and English. I can say this right now, everyone. Was good, even like even like the girl wasn't bad. my favorite, but the bad guys were good. Everybody was good. Yeah, I even liked the French guy. So let's start with Liam Neeson as uh, Brian Mills. We just said, and he's just Liam Neeson, really, but with like a hard edge and an American accent. 
Yeah, which is a bit not necessary. <laughs> like, if you're making a French film with Liam Neeson in it... Let him be Irish. Yeah, let him just be <laughs> Liam Neeson. Because he's got... Yeah. His voice is interesting anyway and stuff. Why does he have to... You know, I don't see that, but... And that's one of those things, isn't it? What we've said in movies. Why does the hero have to be an American if he lives in America? It doesn't have to be nope. an American. There's all kinds of cultures in America. So, yeah, it's weird. Um, Famke Jansen as Lenora, actually, what, Lenny or Lenora mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call her. Phoenix. Um, I don't particularly like it. I don't either. I, I go, I look, I watch her. Now in this movie, you're not supposed to particularly like her. She's kind of the bitchy yeah. ex-wife. I don't know what it is about her. I just, I feel like she's, I don't know. She's like wound up or something every time. And Yeah. I, I like looking at her. I like, I mean, I like watching her do her thing, but. I wasn't um, a big fan of her in X-Men either. I was never, Mm-mm. I've never really, there's never anything anyway where I've said, oh, I really like her. No, that's not true. We did see something once, but you With don't have a little, yeah. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to look it up later. And then there's Maggie Grace as Kimmy. And she, this Maggie Grace, who we looked up is a, 28 year old she's playing the role of a 17 year old I thought she actually played the role of a 17 year old alright I didn't kept th- keep thinking oh she's probably 10 years older than that if you keep in mind that they're they're selling her that on the idea that her character is naive Innocent. and sheltered and when she does her little running thing and she does her little like oh daddy I love you thing it's a little over the top mm-hmm. trying to be young and yet you have to remember, she's been wealthy for a lot of her year- life, and she's sheltered. kind of sheltered. So. And I um, spent the whole movie thinking, I know that girl from somewhere, <laughs> I know that girl from somewhere, we've seen her on something, she's probably on a TV show, and then I looked it up, and she was on Lost. Oh, right. she she's in Lost, which... We only watched the first season, but she was the... She's the... Uh, I think we watched two seasons. Snotty brother, sister, yeah. sister. But anyway, yeah, she, you'll know her from Lost, and if you sat there like me thinking, who the hell is she? I know her from somewhere. Um, it's directed by Pierre Morel, who also, he's only directed one other movie, but he's been uh, one of Luc Besson's uh, DP cameraman type people for a long time. Um, but he's directed his own movie, and it's interesting because it's District 13, which is the movie about parkour that Luc Besson, um, oh, right. which I bought on Blu-ray and we've not watched yet. So that was his only other movie. And now after seeing this, I'm excited, more excited to see that, because so, I like the parkour thing and... This guy, if anybody can do a visceral kind of thing, he, he can, because his camera work is... Kind of up in there. Yeah, shaky. Uh, not really shaky. Don't want to No, not shaky, cam, like uh, Cloverfield, but like uh, like Bourne, where it's right up in the... Right. If he's filming a fight, you feel you're like you're it. right in it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's only done one movie, but he is Luke Besson's right man, in, by yeah. the sounds of it. Uh, DVD or Blu-ray. Extras. Um, Blu-ray transfer, I thought, was fairly average. I uh, didn't get... I mean, the sound design... Well, it looked fantastic. So. I thought the sound was really good. There was, I thought it was real uneven, uh, the um, picture quality. There was some parts that looked really good and some parts that didn't. Not sure what that was all about. It might have just been the way it was actually filmed, you know? Um, so this is the two-disc extended cut. It's got a really cool cover. Yeah, I like the cover. It's just like a simple black... Um, side profile of shadowy Liam Neeson with a I will find you I will kill you written in. <laughs> yeah pretty much explains the movie yeah um, it's a two disc uh, extended cut and you get a um, what do you call it a book what no you get a um, free ticket digital copy oh digital copy and a code to unlock your digital copy um, 
I couldn't care less. <laughs> it's getting a uh, digital copies are just, you know, I'd rather have a DVD, please. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's on disc one. You get these extras, um, the theatrical version and the extended cut of the film. And as I said to you, the extended cut is only 90 minutes. So who knows what the theatrical cut is? We didn't watch it. We watched it. We 87 always... minutes. Yeah, probably. Um, you also get audio commentary on the extended cut version by the director, the cinematographer, and the car stunt supervisor. And also audio commentary on the extended cut by the co-screenwriter, who's Robert Mark Kamen. So no commentaries on the theatrical, but two commentaries for the extended. Um, Then you get the making of feature. The making of. Good one. (laughs) So you get, uh, yeah, and that's Liam Neeson, Talking Heads. Everybody, really. A bit of behind the scenes. Yeah, some nice um, showing you where they filmed. A lot with the director explaining, can you not crackle that piece of plastic? I ain't got one. You do in your fingers. You keep crackling it. (laughs) Like, it is a lot of the director talking about how he wanted the movie to be fast-paced, and you know, and I like that. And it shows you them filming it in some interesting places in Paris, uh, and also some the bat in the quarry where he said it, it was mm-hmm. freezing cold. All he remembers is it was freezing cold. Um, but it's pretty interesting, and it obvi- it's an obviously not made for America kind of thing. It's something that was on French TV because all these things are in French, which is good. I like that better. Mm-hmm. Because it was like you know, it's it's is the kind of thing that's made for HBO, but it's for made for TV. French TV. So it has a different sensibility about it. It's not very glossy. Uh, it's pretty glossy. Talking heads. Then there is um, the premiere featurette, which is sad because it has Liam Neeson's wife uh-huh. going to the premiere with him, and as we all know, she died recently in a tragic skiing accident. Yeah. And I can't help thinking of it. And that made, it, it, made it even worse. I told it? you before the movie, I'm like, don't sit through this whole movie thinking how sad you are. Because she's like with him. She's on his arm and he's at the premiere and it's like, oh, it's horrible. You know, and this wasn't too long ago. People die every day in yeah. the world. But this wasn't too long ago. And, True. You know. Um, and then there is inside action side-by-side comparisons. Now this takes like about six or seven scenes from the movie and shows you a split-screen view one of it being filmed and the other of the finished products. So you get to see... It's pretty good. We saw the fight scene. Yeah. On the boat. Pretty cool. It is. And like you pointed out, the lighting is so different that when, they, when they're when they in the editing, they must filter the crap out of movies. They because do. it's like this super bright white hallway. With like so the many movie, lights. there's like loads of shadows and yeah. darkness. And, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. How that... How, every time we see... Yeah, it's one of the things that always strikes me. Like you see the movie and colors are different... You know, sometimes you'll see somebody with a shirt on, and then in the in the movie, like it was like a greeny color on the set, and in the movie, it's like a yellowy color because they put some kind of. Because if they don't do that, it just looks like you and I made a home movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. One of those no matter what tricks the film to make is, it look cooler or it, something. Well, just make it look, yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, Black Ops Field Manual, which is an interesting Blu-ray only. That was awesome, I must admit. Yeah, interesting because you can go back and watch the movie again. I wouldn't advise turning it on the first time. <laughs> So go back and watch the movie again with the Black Ops field manual turned on, and what does it do? It, basically what it's doing is laying out for you the feasibility of what's happening. In my mind, that's what it does. It explains to you what his job, you know, like, um, 
how someone in his position, what he used to do, would have been trained to understand all these things that he's trying to do and how he can find people in cities and all that kind of stuff. Explain some of the technology. It also does, um, at the top, at the top, like a time countdown, a body count, an injury count, and miles traveled. Because, of course, he travels, you know, to Europe and whatnot. And it's quite good. There's lots of little pop-up information about... You know, like what you're seeing, them trying to justify things is what I think of it as. You know, like saying an op, you know, a special ops person would be trained in blah blah blah, and to look around at this and that, and then you go, "All oh, right, well, you know, even though we're saying it's pulled out of reality and you have to check your brain at the door, they're trying to use some grounded reality here." And then they have maps that pop up and show you where in the city they are and stuff. And it's actually quite good. And I said I would watch that movie again. It does give with you that a- on. Like an added value to the movie, for mm-hmm. sure. Because if you did really like it, it gives you... You could even watch it pretty much straight after it Cause again. Because, like, we're, skepti- we're skeptics, I guess, is that the right word? To say, like, oh my god, this all seems so, you know, like, fabricated. And yet, if you go back and... And I enjoyed it enough, though, to go back and give them the benefit of the doubt. And say, oh, right, so you... You want to explain to me his training would have helped him in this scenario that I'm rolling my eyes at. So... I think it's a good one. And it was different than anything we've seen. Yeah, totally. And it's like a, it uses the... It's like an overlay over the movie. Mm-hmm. doesn't really disrupt... I mean, it does put up big up maps a lot of it, yeah. yeah. But then they go away, and then you've always got the count at the top. And yeah, the kill count's funny. Yeah. And the uh, injured count as yeah. well. So um, I, I can't remember what the number ended up on, but... It was I can't probably, <laughs> probably We don't want to tell them. No, it probably was more than one. More than one. Um, so... That's it for extras. Um, not not particularly Some that pickings. many, but it was pretty alright. It's not the kind of movie I need a lot. That, to me, what we saw, the making of and the... And I guess two commentaries. That's pretty good. So two commentaries in the Black Ops Field Manual will give you three more times to go back and watch now, it. Now, if it's if the guy's doing a commentary in French... No, he's not. Okay. Because that would be... He only com- spoke... Why are you that would be complicated for American mm-hmm. DVD. So, um... Overall, I uh, really think it's a good time at the movies type of movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or a good time in your basement watching it. That kind of, <laughs> that kind of time. So, um, yeah, I would recommend it. It's, I, I, I think it's kind of a rental for me, though. I agree. Because, well, I say, yes, it's it would be keeper, cool to go so. back. Well, I think it may be in a couple of years if you had a good kick-ass action movie to go back and watch it. But I think you would have had to forgot it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. To, to experience there are other action movies I would watch I would watch the Bourne trilogy before I would watch that again obviously oh yeah totally um, but they are different movies true true so I'm uh, just saying if you want the action kick ass action I would go Bourne or Bond before I would go with oh yeah yeah Bond's are rewatchable like, even <laughs> yeah. the new ones uh, we've yeah. watched Casino Royale more than once in the last couple of years and it's still you can watch it again it kind of work, it works over and over it really did, actually. And uh, Bond had scenes of torture. I was just thinking scenes Bond of torture. Had, yeah. Bond had some scenes of torture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Don't some... you want to protect your balls after <laughs> you think of that? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I recommend the movie. I think it's all right. But check your brain at the door. Uh, thank you to Fox for the Blu-ray, sending it over. And we'll have a written review of this on Thursday, as well as this podcast, which you're already listening to. So I'll tell you about it. <laughs> So, movie recommend- such a good show salesman. 
<laughs> yeah, movie recommendations for this week. Uh, I wanted to go with my obvious stuff, so I went with kidnapping movies. Well, not full-on kidnapping movies, but kidnapping-type movies. So I went with Frantic, Roman Polanski, Paris, Kidnapping. Yep. Ooh, sounds like Taken. <laughs> um, better than ta- Taken, I think, personally. personally. I'd like to watch it again, actually. Yeah, I, I have Frantic. Personally, Frantic's better for me, but... And that's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Another unlikely Everyday kind of... man, action hero. Yeah. Not action hero, but you know. Hey, that was a good recommendation from me, because if you like that, you'll like that. Uh, Swimming with Sharks, Kevin Spacey, was my... I've, I've picked three this week, don't know why. Because I picked three first, and you uh, wanted to be like me. Swimming with Sharks, Kevin Spacey, very good. I don't really want to spoil that one. I don't want to tell anything about it, because there's things that can be spoiled very easily. Um, and Fargo is my final one. Just thought of another one. Suicide Kings. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll add that on. We'll add that as our joint one. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got seven altogether this week. Yeah, so, yeah. Frantic, Swimming with Sharks, and Fargo from me. And Suicide Kings. And mine... And mine, I was going less with... I was not going with kidnapping. I'm going with revenge. And someone rising up from something against, you know, what seems like an unbeatable foe. I choose Kill Bill. And I choose number one, volume one, because that's when we see her first, you know, waking up and her toe and all that stuff. And, and can that, we have a special... build-up thing for me, I just love... Oh, yeah. Can we have a special mention for uh, episode two of Kill Bill, because David Carradine yes. died this year, uh, this week. This week, he did. So, yeah. So that's my uh, revenge first movie. And then Unforgiven, because I think that's one of those that's got a slow burn. Yeah, and it's you, good. It's an anti-hero kind of thing, and there is the element of a little bit of self-sacrifice in the name of something, you know, to do, to bring down someone who's in the wrong, and so I like Unforgiven a lot, and Silverado, you know, it's kind of a little more camp to it, and a little more that fantasy western element, and yet it is about the little man rising up against the wrong of a big bad whatever and I like those are my three and Suicide Kings so that's the uh, movie recommendations revenge and kidnapping kidnapping and revenge is the thing and Suicide Kings is the bonus one I was gonna say Vanished it's not a good movie and yet I really tap into the idea of when someone has been has vanished and someone like you Sutherland can't Oh yeah, that one was alright that one it's not great it's just the idea that he can't let it go and he has to find what happened to her, and you know, there's probably hundreds one. of those type of movies, yeah. really, if you fall by it. But so moving on to the contest, we have a new contest on the site this week. I'll be down if I know what it it's is. It's the contest. It's the contest. It's the contest. I'll be damned if I know, I know what it is, and I just <laughs> added it yesterday. <laughs> but if you go to if you go to com and look on the right hand side, you'll see a picture of the DVD we're giving away. How's that? That's so intriguing. How's that for me? Would you like me to look while I'm right here? <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I, I know what it is. What but is it? I don't know what it is, if you know what I mean. As soon as you show it, I'll be like, oh, because I only just added it. Here we go. The page is loading. Da-da-da. It's Street Fighter, The Revenge of Chun-Li, or something like that. They, no, not The Revenge of Chun-Li. The... I don't know the name of I can see Street it. Fighter. Click it. So, it. so it's big. Click it. You know what? That, that trailer was on, and it actually looked like a... 
No. I like the woman, yeah. Uh, it's um, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. You see that guy behind her? Mm-hmm. Looks like Nicolas Cage has invaded the movie, but it's not him. Nicolas Cage and Neo had a baby. Oh, it's That's Nicolas Cage's hair is stars in the... <laughs> star- <laughs> just his hair. No, his forehead. Just his forehead. <laughs> so it's uh, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, uh, unleashed and unrated. So if you're a gamer, mm-hmm. and if you're a movie buff, it might be the movie for you. Or it might be terrible. We don't know yet. So um, we'll be giving away a copy of that. Uh, now we're moving on to next mm-hmm. week's uh, review, which will be Revolutionary Road, um, which is Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oscar nominated, if I'm not wrong. Thank you, right? Os- Oscar nominated on Blu ray. We'll be reviewing that next week. Um, you should really refer to BAFTA nominated if you want to be true to your nationality. I should, and it probably was as well, because it's usually the same movies. So in the future, you need to research that. It's like the same five movies that go around all the awards places. Uh, so games and Ace Scully stuff, so it was a big week. Where's your song? E3, E3, it's the E3 Ace Scully special. Yeah. It sounds like someone's stepping on your foot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's a big, massive week for video gaming. Especially for me, actually. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's move on. <laughs> no, Especially okay. for me, because uh, I actually bought a video game console this week, which doesn't happen every week. You're right. Um, so I anyway. actually bought a video game, which doesn't happen every week. No, it doesn't. So let's um, start on Monday morning was the Microsoft press conference at E3. E3 is the Electronic Entertainment Expo, and it's where all the video game companies show off what's coming up in fall and spring next year I guess the first, the last half of this year the first half of next to year. infinity and beyond <laughs> go on I'm just putting in my two cents here because I'm, so, I'm going to be very uninvolved no you can be involved because uh, it'd be more interesting that way so like <laughs> let's, uh, it, it started the Microsoft press conference started with rock band the Beatles um, harmonics came on and you know played a song the people from Harmonix played a Beatles song, showed you what it looked like for the first time. It looks like Rock Band with the Beatles. Exactly. But it actually looks pretty cool because they've, like, took liberties with the... You know, they've done cartoon kind of versions of them. And they've also put them, like, if they're playing a certain song, they've put them in kind of, like, little animated things where they're in Abbey Road Studios or they're under the sea and the, when they're singing Yellow Submarine. It's pretty... looks cool. It is just Rock Band at heart. It comes with a bunch of new instruments. Not new instruments, old. Comes with guitars and drums. Right. But you can um, buy just the game and play it with what you have. Yeah. So it's Beatles Rock Band, and then they brought out some Beatles, real Beatles. Uh, the only two that are left. They brought out Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney and Yoko Ono and. Great. George Harrison's George wife. Harrison's wife. <laughs> um, and the Beatles seemed a little bit. The two Beatles, I mean, uh, they made them speak for it, and it was pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I disagree. I don't know what everybody's talking about. I have no about. idea what they were talking about. There were just a, there were a couple of Old aging dudes. dudes who are rock legend they people or whatever. They don't like video games. Yeah, why, do they need to get up there and act like, perform like business monkeys? I don't understand. I think they were perfect. For who they are, exactly perfect. You yeah. You don't need to get over it. I think they should have played rock band. I think that, you know, when Harmonics played the song, I think, Paul McCartney and... Uh, yeah, that would have embarrassed them. Would have been funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they kicked it off with Beatles Rock Band, which... Because let's pretend for a second, we're flies on the wall in the little room where they're talking to these two gentlemen about licensing their music. And they're saying, what a load of shit. You have kids pushing buttons on a plastic guitar. I don't think they've done that. I think they, 
I, don't, I think most people who get licensed for rock band think this is like a gateway to music for some that's people. The only, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. The game itself, it's like, uh, but you're going to give us $500 billion? Fair enough. And, you know, this was one of the biggest musical licensing deals of ever. Because a Beatles music doesn't come cheap. And when you want to make a game with every track that they've done... Do you this, reckon they've only just started selling it now and licensing it? Because they haven't Cosmic for all Art, of their life. Cosmic Art, and he got um, divorced. And not only that, but they're also getting older. They're not going to live another 50 years, you no. know? So you right. better cash in while you got while your grandkids need to go to college, you know? <laughs> Michael Jackson owned a lot of the rights, and he sold them when mm. he had his trouble. So I guess maybe they we just got... We only know that from media. We have No, no we idea. know that from... They showed... They, said that it was all sold back to, hmm. like, whoever's the... Anyway, Apple oh, Car or whoever they are. So, I guess they've only just become, pub, like, available again. Um, but, you know, it, I think it can't fail. It's it's the Beatles. They're universally liked, I think. Oh, you have your dissenters, but of course, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's Rock Band Game, which is already popular, and people love it. And they play it at parties, and it's... So, and it's new music that you haven't had on Rock Band yet. Yeah, I mean, I am not a mega Beatles fan. Funnily enough, I'm from Britain. But I've, you know, it was before me, really. I know, I know, I've heard Beatles music. I've never really like gone. Oh, I've got to buy Beatles albums. Yeah, but you like the Doors, and they were before you. I know, too. I, yeah, I love the Be- I love the Doors. But when now, when I'm hearing, you know, seeing people playing Rock Band, this new Rock Band Beatles, and I'm hearing these tracks, I'm like, I actually do like that song, Taxman. Oh, yeah. I really like that song. I like Get Back. And I, and I said to you, I, I think I actually favour the Beatles when they were on drugs, though. Because <laughs> the Sgt. Pepper stuff is really... I really like that stuff. Apart from, you know, the Yellow Submarine's a bit... Yeah, odd, they're good. You know? It's good. But yeah, I, I, I'm actually excited to play it. So they started with Beatles Rock Band. Other stuff that Microsoft showed was a couple of new Halo games. I honestly... Yeah, the first one they showed was Halo ODST. It looks like another Halo game to me, but I'm not really a Halo fan. I imagine Halo fans were going crazy over it. But all the coverage I've seen of E3, Halo hasn't really been talked about that much. I think that just goes to show, like, because Halo used to be the big thing, everybody would freak out. But it shows you how much other good stuff there is. Because that kind of got downloaded a bit. And they even announced a new Halo game that's coming after ODST called Halo Reach. It was just a trailer. You couldn't really get. You couldn't even really tell what it was. But there you go. There's another Halo game. It doesn't surprise me. I think there'll be Halo games forever. You know, when Bungie like a couple of years ago said, "Oh, we're finished now." That was the end. Oh, of Oh, I Halo. think they'll be finished. I don't think they'll go on forever. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they they broke away from Microsoft. They're still making games with Microsoft, but they became their own people. So I don't know. No, I think there'll be more Halos for time to come. Even with the whatever the next Xbox is, will have Halos on it. Then uh, there was an- another couple of big announcements. Another big one was there's going to be a Metal Gear Solid game on the uh, 360 at last. Everybody's kind of been commenting on this, and now it's happened. And then Kojima came on and said, yes, there's going to be a Metal Gear Solid game. And I was thinking, oh, cool, is it going to be Metal Gear Solid 5 or, you know, the next one? And then Kojima said, I never said, you know, and the guy said, it's great to welcome Metal Gear Solid onto the Xbox 360. I can't wait to start playing Solid Snake on the 360. And Kojima said, I didn't say anything about Solid Snake. So it's not a Solid Snake game. So the the hero of Metal Gear Solid 
as like the hero of Halo is Master Chief, he's not in this game. As, apparently, it's like a side character. Right. So Microsoft did get the Metal Gear Solid thing, but not the real one. That's that's how I see it. They got a spin-off story. They didn't. The PlayStation's going to get the real. Maybe one. he said like five times, "This is not a spin-off story. This is not a spin-off story." No, that was when he was talking story. about the PSP version, which is another thing we'll come on to. Oh, later. right. Okay. So, yes, there is a Metal Gear coming to the 360, but it's not the Metal Gear. You so might just not Snake. That's no big deal, is it? He's the he's the hero. <laughs> he is Metal Gear. You know, he, he's this the, is the part that makes this interesting because I have no idea what you're talking about, really. I mean, I know Snake, and but so what if they have a new person? Um, GTA has a different person every time, and you don't freak out. No, it's just it's a long-running series, Metal Gear. It's the story of Snake. If it doesn't have Snake in it, it's like well, there again, the new Halo game, Halo ODST. It doesn't have Master Chief. Correct. In it. So yes, you can make a game, but they were Microsoft were kind of hinting at oh, we're getting Metal Gear Solid, we're getting Metal Gear Solid, and all the fans were like a new Metal Gear Solid, but it's really a. Anyway, we'll mention something else in Sony's podcast, uh, Sony's press conference later. Sony's was, pocket. Yeah, so other games that were announced, for me, most exciting, Crackdown 2. Crackdown was a surprise hit a couple of years ago. It's the one where you leap across the buildings and collect all the stuff. And collect the orbs. It's back. It's Crackdown 2. It didn't really show you anything. They showed you a trailer. It looked like a trailer. I couldn't really tell. I saw an orb on a roof, so that was happy. That made me happy. Um, Left 4 Dead 2 now this is a controversial one because Valve made Left 4 Dead came out last November they promised downloadable content for it including new scenarios new levels they didn't deliver on that and now there's a Left 4 Dead 2 only 9 months after the first one a lot of people are up in arms about it saying like why should we pay another because they promised here's Left 4 Dead you're going to get brand new levels for it for $10 downloadable content you know that kind of deal and now they're just saying hey we're not supporting Left 4 Dead 1 here's the, here's the second one less than a year later it's $60 so there's a lot of uh, women yeah but maybe about. that's just all the downloadable content they decided to cram into a new game instead so well, you didn't spend $60 on downloadable content you're just going to buy a new game well but if they were to put new levels in the game like something like uh, Burnout did you'll only pay 10 to $20 for a whole brand new levels. And yeah, stuff. but they might have done three, and that's $60. Well, it's 30 if they're 10 each, right? <laughs> that's some good What math. I'm saying is, you no, you said 10 to $20, and I said if you do three, that's 60 Right, yeah, I would imagine they'd be more on I the think 10. gamers are a little overly sensitive, I'll be honest. I um, love you, but come on. Other games they showed off on the if stage. If you pay $60 for a game, expecting more content to pay for, and then you're disappointed they don't make you spend more money... I don't have any sympathy for you. Other games that they mentioned <laughs> was uh, Final Fantasy XII, which we all know is coming. Uh, it's not a Sony exclusive anymore. It's coming on the 360. Um, fi- it's Final Fantasy XII. It's uh, the new Square Enix RPG. It's coming on the PS3 and the 360. Uh, I like lot- watching Final Fantasy games. I don't play them, but I like watching people play and them. And this one does look amazing. You know, it's the first next generation final because the last one was on the PS2 believe it or not a long time ago wasn't yeah it? I watched it twice I think so you know we're actually getting a high def Final Fantasy for the first time I think it'll be cool I, I kind of like them I don't really like RPGs in general but theirs are really so well done it's hard to not like it um, other things that they showed on the stage Tony Hawk came out on his little skateboard toy skateboard <laughs> thing um, I'm not interested in it Yeah, I don't want a piece of 
plastic skateboard. I don't. I, I'm not actually interested in the physical motion of doing that. I just. You get on the treadmill every day and do your exercise. You don't need your exercise to be involved in your game. Yeah, well, let's explain. It's a plastic skateboard that comes with the game that you have to use to control the game. That's the only way to control it's it. It's got motion sensors and tipping. It and looks all that like stuff. a flashy piece of equipment. It's got all kinds of sensors in it, but either a it's a disaster waiting to happen. Somebody's going to fall off and. I'm going to tell you what the disaster is. I'm the mom, and you and your eight little grubby teenage boy friends are in my living room rubbing a hole in my carpet. Yeah. <laughs> that will piss me off. That would piss me off. So Either that I'm not or, sure if they've thought that through. Or somebody... Or you got a nice wood floor, and your son's standing there just scraping the crap out of it with this piece of plastic. So. The, other, the other scenario is some clumsy kid falls and hits his head or breaks the glass coffee table and... I don't think they can be culpable for that. You no, but somebody's going to say they are. Somebody will do something wrong, hurt themselves, and then go after Activision. I guarantee you that's going to happen. Mm. That's why Nintendo's Wiimote has a rubber cover Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously, you know, somebody will try. So yeah, it's Tony Hawk game. You stand on a thing instead of using a controller. I'm sure a lot of people are excited, but somehow I can't get excited. I think if I was 12 years old, I'd be excited. Maybe. Because I'd be like... But there again, if I was 12 years old and I was into skateboarding, I'd probably have a skateboard and go outside and Correct. Because you can't really no. jump and... I don't know. I'd I have don't to even see know. it in action. I saw Tony Hawk doing it and it looked like you can do things like that. And it, you can spin it around 360 degrees even. But I Rubbing that hole in the carpet. I'm falling over. <laughs> so there's that thing. I don't know how much that will cost either. I'm gar- I guarantee it'll be $100 for the game and the board. Guarantee. That's pretty strong language. Yeah, it'll either be that or more. It won't be less, because, you know, as you know, rock band guitars and things cost $100 in a box, and that thing's more complicated than a guitar is. It's got sensors in it, you know? So, yeah, there'll be that thing. EB's actually got a price up for it. Not that that's a real price, but it's $120. So, Tony Hawk came on, showed that. Mass Effect 2 from BioWare, that's the next in the Mass Effect series. I wasn't mega into Mass Effect 1, but this looks like it might have improved on stuff, and it carries the story forward. Um, my favourite, Modern Warfare 2, which is not Call of Duty anymore. It doesn't even have the Call of Duty. Just this one, though. When they go back to make Call of Duty, like, 5, it will be Call of Duty. This again. is Call of Duty 5. I read a little but bit about it. Call it's of not... Duty. I read a little bit about it. Now, Call of Duty World at War, which was the last one, was supposed to be Call of Duty 5, but it isn't, because it never had a 5, right? This one doesn't even have a Call of Duty. I think they're just trying right, to take... but they're going back to Call of Duty after this one. I read it. I read. I swear to God. Look it up. I don't know nothing about that. So <laughs> I know they were going back to Call of Duty after 4 to make... Well, they have this weird... There's, there's this weird... But anyway, the words Call of Duty are not on this box. It's called Modern Warfare 2. So when you're looking for the new Call of Duty, you just gotta... You know, when your mum's looking for it for Christmas, <laughs> it doesn't say Call of Duty on it. But it looks amazing. They did a stage demo of it. I think it'll be the game of the year. I mean, I think it'll be the biggest selling game. I think it'll outsell Halo. Um, it's Then there's, oh, Forza 3. Forza Motorsport 3, which is the sequel to 2, and it looks... <laughs> it's Microsoft's version of Gran Turismo. That's, that's what it is. They knew they had to have a game to compete on that scale. It's a racing sim. It's not an arcade game. Right. It's billions. Of, it comes on two discs this time. It's got... Hundreds and wow. hundreds of these cars. days a game on two discs yeah. is massive. That's crazy, isn't it? It's got tons of cars. It's... I remember when you gamer people got all up in 
piss about games getting bigger than mm. a, one CD. Uh-huh. Because they have to load one and stick it in and stick it and in. And this the next is two one. DVDs. <laughs> I know. So it's big. Whatever happened to Project Gotham Racing? That was a good one. That was that was Bizarre Creations who Microsoft let go, unfortunately. See, that was a good one. You yeah, really enjoyed that but one. But listen to this. And how about the girl, the shooter spy girl? She was good too. No, well, I've got news on both those fronts. <laughs> okay. Project Gotham Racing, Bizarre Creations, Microsoft let them go. They created their own company. They're making a new racing game, which is coming out this on all consoles. It's not called Project Gotham because Microsoft owns right. that now. So it's called what is it called? Isn't that the one where you went to Hawaii and you could go to real places? No, no, no. Oh, that's Test Drive. But anyway, this oh, is this one is uh, a new Bizarre Creations game. It started with the Dreamcast. Um, mm-hmm. What was that called? Metropolis Racing or something? And it was the first really cool racing game by them. And then they moved on. But they're making this new arcade style game. It looks really good. It, I mean, it's them, basically. Yeah. So it'll be like Project Gotham. And then when you're talking about Perfect Dark... Perfect Dark, yeah. Well, Joanna Dark is back. This time, Joanna Dark originally started out as a Nintendo 64 game, and it was called Perfect Dark. That Nintendo 64 game was brilliant and terrible at the same time. Brilliant because it was one of the first shooters on a console. It was really cool rubbish because the frame rate was really bad and it looked terrible they've took that game redone it in 1080p and they put it on Xbox Live Arcade as a downloadable game oh, right. with multiplayer which the other one didn't have online and I think it's $10 so that could be awesome and it could be crap yeah but I'm a big fan of Perfect Dark and there was an I Xbox I loved watching you play that yeah there game. was an Xbox it was the very first game that came out on the day the 360 came out. Yep. Because I got it, it was Perfect Dark Zero. Yep. The prequel to Perfect Dark. So this is the sequel to that. But it's an arcade downloadable title. So I'm excited for that. Because it'd be cool. But this was not announced at E3. This is just me asking about... <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not in the press conference, but it was. Um, last games from Microsoft. I mean, not Microsoft's conference. Was Alan Wake, which is the Remedy. It's made by the team Remedy. Uh, who... I think they're responsible for the Max Payne series. But anyway, this is like a horror game where you're on this island and you're this writer guy and it's like a real-life kind of thing where it's like mm. it, it, his story unfolds, but it's like a horror thing. It looks really good. They've, been, they've promised it for about four years now, so who knows if it's coming out. It's like one of those... Yeah. Here it is again! And then it never turns up. So there's that. It's called Alan Wake. Then there's Cliffy B's new product from Epic... That's- Clifford Blazinski to you, sir. He is, their, their team, they're not, it's no Gears of War this year because they did that last year and Halos this year. They seem to take it in turns each year. So this year they're doing an Xbox Live arcade game, which is interesting because it's so rare with that perfect doubt. But theirs is called Shadow Complex and it's a side scrolling adventure game that Cliff Blazinski. Flippy B, said is around about 10 to 12 hours gameplay, which is cool for an Xbox Live Arcade game because they never last that long. It looks really nice, and it's a side-scrolling old-school type, but with really new graphics. Shooter. Hmm. You know, like something like Contra or whatever, where, you just, no. where you're running along and guys are coming at you. But it's like an adventure, and you're kind of like a Born character where you're like... Unve- you're, you're, you're this guy and his girlfriend on a walk in the woods... She goes missing, and you have to find what the deal is. Sounds like Evil Dead. No, it's not horror. It's (laughs) like um, a government conspiracy. 
and it's called Shadow Complex. Sounds interesting. Actually, ten bucks. If it's it, ten bucks, it's one of those. Uh, it might be ten. It might be fifteen. But fifteen at the most for these games. I think a lot of these companies are figuring out that people like this stuff. You know, the cheap and free, cheap and easy games. Yeah, that people don't like to pay more for their stupid games than they do for their electric bill. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a wise and, and, thing. And these models now, where you can turn on the 360 and download a game and pay 15 bucks or 10 bucks or 5 bucks, why not? If millions of people are buying those, why not devote six months to making one? And then it's a bunch of pro- profit for them, isn't it? There's no discs to mess with. There's yeah, nothing. exactly. So I think that's what they're figuring out. Um, the other big announcement for 360 is they're integrating Facebook and Twitter into the dashboard. How exciting is that? Did you, did, could you hear my shoulder shrug? I think it's actually a good move. Because Facebook and Twitter are... They're hot right now. They're not going to last forever. When they go away, it'll go away. They'll take them off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't think it's a big deal. I actually think it's fun. It'll be if the like like they showed you the front page of uh, Xbox 360. You know your. Dash- Is there a browser on Xbox 360 no. built in yet? That would impress me. Never has been. And it's a browser great. with Google at the homepage. Tell, you there, is, in, tell you, know? you there is a browser on the HD Zoom. I.e. apparently. Very nice. Um, and the other big announcement they made, which actually I don't believe, I think it's marketing talk was the marketplace where you can rent movies on the 360 is available now. All the movies are in 720p, which is the lower version of high definition. They're all going to be 1080p from the fall onwards. And they claim they will be instant streaming 1080p movies, which I actually physically think is impossible, unless you've got, like, the biggest internet connection (laughs) ever. Because there's no way. I know there is no way. Because a high-def 1080p movie, as we know from Blu-ray disc, almost fills a Blu-ray disc. And they usually they usually come in at about 40 gigabytes. It doesn't... How can that instantly happen? Maybe, been, maybe they have come up with some sort of system on there and that distributes the file in certain you know well, certain ways well I'll tell you what they said What when I dug into it a magic bit I say it's magic well when I dug into it a bit deeper they said that you know the bit rate like is the bit rate is how um, compressed or uncompressed a movie is right so when you get a blu-ray movie there's no com- well there is some compression but not very much right. so you get a perfect picture well they've got this adaptive compression scheme which will like, when the movie starts, it'll be in DVD quality until you've buffered enough of it to transform it into 1080p. Now, this sounds like a jip to me because, yes, you can say it's instant streaming, but if the first 30 minutes of the rented movie you watch is in DVD quality, what are you paying the extra for? And then, for the HD ta-da, it turns into And then all of a sudden, it looks really good. Like, it looked like a DVD, and now it looks really good. And depending on your internet connection, that could be right near the end of the movie. Yeah. To me, that seems like... That's, Bulls- bullshit. You, Just yeah, say it. It's well, bullshit. Yes, you can claim it's instant streaming, but it's not instant 1080p streaming. That's what they've said. It'll step up in quality that, as you get hmm. more of it. Sounds like baloney to me, and I don't rent movies from them anyway, so it's not really a big deal. And then very, the very, very, very last thing I was interested in was a game called Joyride, which is using your avatars. It's a downloadable Xbox 360 game. It's free. Using your avatars is a racing game, kart, mm-hmm. like a fun kart racing right. game. Look kind of fun, and it's ad-sponsored, so I, I'm into those kind of games because 
I'll try them. And if the advertising is obnoxious, I won't try them again. Right. Um, moving on to, secondly, was Nintendo's press conference. It was uh, kind of odd. A little bit odd, the pre- presentation. It was presented by Cami Dunaway again, which is the... She's like a vice president of marketing or something. She's very stoic, you know? She's mm. like a... Corporate. She looks like... Yeah, very corporate. She looks like a soccer mom type. She's... She was... I don't know. She She's really not a face that is... She doesn't get me interested in things. But anyway, I don't think you're the person they care about. No, I don't think so either. But uh, but they should, because I gave them $250 this week. Well, that's your choice, not theirs. What I'm saying is, I'm a customer. They don't need to kiss your butt. You're the one that gave them the money. No, so, anyway. Um, games that they announced, and there was some good announcements here. Um, ones that I care about. M- another Mario, um, Mario Galaxy 2, to be exact. Nice. Which looks really cool. The big... Like, a big surprise announcement was Team Ninja, who make Ninja Gaiden. They make, like, real adult games. They're making the new Metroid game, which is called Metroid Other M. Which is, like, an adult take on Metroid, which is, like, very interesting to me, because I love Metroid. You know, it's an interesting... It's always been a bit sanitized. If they get hold of it, it'd probably be cool, you know? Really, really cool. Um, Wii Sports Resort which is the sequel to Wii Sports, so I'm sure it will sell 10 gazillion copies. <laughs> it comes with a peripheral add-on that sticks on the end of your Wiimote that enables the Wiimote to do perfect 1-1 movement, which is a big deal, because if you slice a sword, it exactly will know. You know, it doesn't use the bar, it uses right. a, a thing inside the Wiimote. So that comes with it, plus you can buy that separately. Um and it all takes place on this island. It's not like just separate mini games. You're kind of wandering around this island, discovering these different um, sports. You know, from skydiving to water mm. polo and stuff. It's called different stuff, all using the motion controls. So that looked kind of cool. Um, and I wrote down there, "Sad Cami," because that's Cami Dunaway, the woman who did the speech. She just looked really miserable. <laughs> I'm not sure why, because their company's doing pretty good. She should have been all chipper. Um, and then they also announced, amazing, because they announced Super Mario Galaxy 2, they announced new Super Mario Wii, which is old-school 2D Mario with new graphics for the Wii. Hmm. Now, that's badass, because they did $60? one... $60? I don't know. They did one on the DS, and it was amazing. I, I've, I still play it to this day. It's one of the games that I always have with my DS. It's a side-scrolling, old-school... But with like they changed, they made it kind of 3D in parts where yeah. where it kind of t- turns a little bit, so it looks really good. Well, they're doing that on the Wii, and it'll be four players at once if you want it to be, which has never been done before. And Mr. Miyamoto, who makes the uh, Mario game, said it's the game he's always wanted to make. So that could be awesome. I imagine it'll be good. Um, what else did they come out? Oh, they came out with Cop. For the DS, which looks like a Grand Theft Auto on the DS, but not made by Rockstar. Right. But it's like that big open world, you're a cop going through this thing. Looked really cool. Uh, It'd be interesting if they pull it off. But I think it might be a bit too ambitious for the DS. Um, DS or? DS. Wii. DS. And then they also announced Women's Murder Club. They said, the, the tagline was, why join a book club? When you can join the Women's Murder Club. Very nice. And apparently it's a 
Murdering women or women murdering I don't know. I like... (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, what turns me off it, and it's not actually aimed at me, it's a a game aimed firmly at women. It's from this New York Times best-selling author who Oprah is always going on about. Cammy was very excited about this, and that's what she was getting at. Here's a game for women. You read the books, now get involved in the mystery... And it showed you some screens, and it's all women saying stuff. I'm glad stuff you clarified for women who read the books, not for women. Like, we're one big fucking club. No, it was for women who brain read books. Although we share a brain that we all are interested in stupid romance novels, and I will... I'm a bit of a hypocrite, because later I will talk about the game that I bought this week, and fair enough. People classify it as a woman's game, but come on. I don't watch Oprah, and I don't read novels, and I don't do the book club list or any of that crap. Well, for me, when Cammy was announcing it... I, I was, have a mind of my own. I was like, she's got a, like, a tick list at Nintendo in the marketing department, and she's got... Been on, this thing is... You know, this author's been on Oprah. Tick. Yeah. Best New York Times bestseller. Tick. <laughs> Make a game for the DS. Tick. Add all the elements of reading a book, but now you can do a bejeweled puzzle to solve a mystery. Tick. That's what it looked like. Because when it showed you the shots, it was like, you're reading the book, basically. Like, there's loads of pages of text, and then then there's also some pictures. And then it's like, the character's got to break into a door. Here's a game of bejeweled. If you can win that game of bejeweled, the door will open. That's what it looked like. So... You know, there's a market for that, and they're aiming at different markets. Yeah. I understand. It's a marketing thing. I don't think it's aimed at me. It's the Women's Murder Club. It's aimed at you, women. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, my God. Uh, another thing that... It looked like they were aiming at women, but I don't see why. Because um, it could be for anybody. It's the new episode of We Fit. Now, this is We Fit Plus. One of the big criticisms of We Fit, apparently. I've never played it. Was it came with the balance board and the scale thing. One of the big criticisms was, if you wanted to use it as a real workout thing, it wasn't kind of hardcore enough. It was just kind of like funny little games that you messed around with, and there was no real workout plan that you could follow properly. Well, in this one, they've kind of made it more serious, and very easy to jump into and do a 30-minute workout instead of having to go through loads of different stuff. Right. So this one's more... They were like saying you could put together your own Pilates plan. and all that. So it has all that kind of mm. stuff in there. So this one, they're saying, is more actually a workout rather than a game. Mm. And they seem... You know, I, this will, it'll sell a lot. As you know, people who don't even play... I have a friend who says she yeah, loves doing loves, a wee fit every day. And the EA Sports Active. Which EA Sports out. Active, that's what it was. And you know what that comes with? That, that's a genius thing. It's a game that EA made. Like a wee fit. It doesn't even need that balance board. It comes with an elastic band that you put around your legs attention band or whatever they call it to give you resistance when you're doing their exercises right the elastic band's in the box and I think they charge you like $70 for it <laughs> it's not it's not an elastic band but it is yeah you know, it, that's essentially what it is so and they're selling billions of that as well so there are markets for things that are not just games is what I'm saying and the Nintendo Go I don't know I don't understand why anyone thinks there isn't it's well, getting a little bit uh, crazy and then like also, uh, they announced a new Zelda for the DS, which is always a good thing because, yep. you know, Zelda's cool. Um, the Wii Vitality Center. I don't even think they knew what it was, to be honest. <laughs> this, guy came, this guy came on and said... Iwata came on. He's like the Japanese head of Nintendo, the big guy. He came on and said, blah, 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 blah. People sitting in front of the TV. They need to relax. 
here's this thing. They didn't have the thing. They had a picture. <laughs> you can put it on your finger. Maybe games could help you go asleep. Thank you. <laughs> and everybody's like... Is it a little thing that's got some heroin in it that pokes <laughs> in your finger? That makes you relax? I understand. <laughs> so, it's a pulse Yellow. monitor that plugs into the Wiimote. That's all you know about it. There was no games announced. It, it was a concept of some kind that he seemed to find interesting. I was thinking... What? Now, what I thought was, okay, this would be cool. This was my idea. A Resident Evil game, which, while you're playing it, it measures, measures your pulse. And it's quite a scary Resident Evil game where they do jump scares at you and stuff. And when, you're, when your pulse raises, it makes you, like, crappier aiming or something because you're actually really freaked out. So you're trying to turn that into a gaming thing. So you're trying right? to relax while you play. <laughs> Killing zombie dogs and stuff. You know what I mean? But you're, wasn't so, that... you're so brainwashed into... Not brainwashed. You're so uh, um, passionate about gaming that everything has to equal that. Everything doesn't have to or equal that. you get on your Wii Fit board. There you go. You Check get your, your pulse. You, you put your thing on. You lie on the Wii Fit board. <laughs> you get your sleeping bag and you go to sleep. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good... That's a workout I can I can handle. If they can charge a hundred dollars for the sleeping bag and the thing, <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> and then the Wii has like, it has like a soundtrack of yeah, waves, it makes you go rain or something. Yeah, there you go. And it turns itself off after thirty minutes <laughs> when you're asleep. Oh, when the that's thing genius. when the thing realizes you're asleep, it goes off. That's it. <laughs> I've got your idea. So I don't know. What no heroin involved. No. I don't know what it's for, but I think that is the... We've just come up with it. Um, so just imagine laying on the floor, you got your finger in the thing, you, you're asleep. You lay on the wee balance board. It's like really uncomfortable because it's stuck in your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to get to sleep. Oh, and Mario's running around the screen with a swallow. He's going, shh, yeah. shh, shh. That's it. Shh. We got it. Finger to mouth, you know, shh, shh. So... That's that. That's genius. Who knows that what that is, is? Next year, there'll probably be something on it. Next year, they'll come out and they'll say, this Or it'll is it. disappear. Yeah, or you'll never see it again. Um, and the next thing was, I finally bought a Wii. Um, how long has the Wii been out? Two years? Long time. Uh, there was no problem buying one. I just got one from Newegg. <laughs> there was no, like, uh, hey, there's no Wiis in stock anywhere because I just bought one. Um, not played it a lot yet. Re- played a little bit. It was fun. What I've played so far, I'm actually quite impressed with. And the control scheme, you know, using the two controllers, one in each hand, it feels really odd because it's, like, very, very different. Because we're totally accustomed to just holding one thing and just pressing the buttons. It doesn't feel odd in a bad way. It feels like something I could get really good at. You know, like I was playing Super Mario Galaxy this morning, which I really love. I can tell you I love it and I've only played three stars, and there's 150 in it. And the other day, you were so excited. You came up from downstairs, and you have a bunch of games from your GameCube, and you have things that you, we bought when you got the GameCube, and you're like, it's like treasure. Yeah. I haven't seen these things for years. I've got, like, Metroid to play, and I've got to replay, and I've got this to play. Because the Wii plays GameCube games. Right. And it uses GameCube controllers if you've got them, and they just plug into the top. So, yeah, I got a Wii, and... Uh, and your controller was there. And- yeah, and so far, I've played Mario Kart... Super Mario Galaxy. We had a game of Wii Sports the yep. other night. It was kind of fun. We did the golf, golf and the tennis. Makes you sweat. <laughs> Doing the the baseball is what made you sweat because you yeah. had to hit and pitch and yeah. hit and yeah, pitch. <laughs> but yeah, it, um, so far it's fun. You know, it's a different console. Do I need to point out 
that since the Wii came out, you have been on the wave of people, the gaming world, who have knocked it every opportunity. And do not deny it. Don't pretend you didn't, because you have. And now all of a sudden, because oh, a few things look interesting about it. it, and now it's like, oh yeah, I'm getting it, and oh yeah, it's great. And so no, no, I'm, no. There's one thing that's really not great. And I bet there are a lot of secret of these on gamers' little consoles or hidden behind doors everywhere, and they don't want to admit well, it because they, they've been talking they a big sold game about it. Twenty gazillion of them for nothing. Exactly. You know, and there are actually really good games. There are also. A lot of bullshit rubbish on it that costs sixty dollars. <laughs> and there's a lot of bullshit rubbish on the Xbox on 360 and but, PlayStation um, Three. The one thing that you know, it's not in high definition. That's one, th- and there's no Dolby surround either. That's so one. What? So what? Well, that's something to <laughs> me that has become a staple in gaming. Does that matter when you're playing Mario? No, not particularly on a big screen. Actually, I, f- I actually Correct. thought it looked alright. Um, but anyway, yeah, I got a Wii, and we'll talk about it more in the weeks to come when I try different games out. But so far, I've positive experience I think I agree easy to control fun yeah and we different. got your friends family from another state who dropped we into made our, our little, little parade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's been pretty fun now finally that was Nintendo stuff everything of note <laughs> finally Sony they that, Sony's press conference was like war and peace it just went on forever <laughs> like was, this podcast <laughs> yeah Sony's press conference went on for two and a half hours almost and they not once talked about figures like they normally do they cut all that out so imagine if they would have done that when they came on with his biograph and he didn't so most will go into what Sony announced first they announced the new PSP the PSP Go $249 it'll be out in the fall that's insane insane yeah because the the one that's out now costs $149 and it's actually got a bigger screen so that is a third of my mortgage. That is bullshit for a handheld gaming machine. Oh, it's I totally. What anybody says. I think, and I'm a big fan of anything that's gadgety and electronics, but I wouldn't pay that. You will someday. If there was not, <laughs> if that was the first no. version of it, I would have, I would buy one. You know, if if there's ne- if there'd never been for a two hundred and fifty dollars. No, what I'm saying is, if there'd never been a PSP so far, and they showed that there'd never been anything like it, that was handheld gaming. Mm. I would possibly buy it then. But the fact that it doesn't... You can't change the battery. It's a welded-in battery. So, like, in the PSP now, I can pull the battery out and put a new one in if, I, if it runs out. Or if it... Yeah. The fact that it's got a smaller screen... Now, that is cooler because it makes it smaller enough to carry. But that big screen oh, I like is the big just, screen. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a cutback... Oh, and the fact that it can't use games that are bought in the stores. You have to buy them all off the... I don't think it'll be a success. I think people will buy it because it's cool. Some people will buy it, but I think it's. I think it needs to be one hundred and fifty dollars. Needs to be seventy nine dollars. Well, I actually think. It, I actually think <laughs> it needs it to be needs... less than an iPhone because it doesn't do any well, of that. It only plays games. It's a hundred dollars. You said if you have a. If you right, I'm saying though the thing itself needs to be less. It does nothing but games. Well, no. That's not that's not true. It does oh. video. It does like the other bit. Video. You mean that you can watch? Yeah. It does video, MP3s. Might make a good MP3 player. It's pretty small. Put it in your pocket. You know what I mean? I mean, so does the other one, but... Mm, it's not small enough for, I bet, most MP3 players. The new people. one's pretty... That new PSP Go is like the size of that mouse. Then it should be... It's small. $59. <laughs> well, we know what you... 
thing. But anyway, it's not. It's two hundred and fifty. You know what? I think is important because if things like that were that price, I would be one of those people who go. You know what? That's interesting. I would spend sixty dollars on that. But because they don't do that, I don't spend that money, and probably millions of other people just like me don't. So it is important. It's is that Sony have this thing all the time. The the PlayStation Three is still three hundred and ninety nine dollars, and they they don't want to lower it. They, they don't saying, care. They do not care. Oh, and when they look at when you look at the sales figures, they don't do as well as anybody else. But they're still selling it. That's the that's I think they think well. You know, people are still buying it every week for that price, so let's leave it, you know. It's a desirable thing and all that crap what they came up with. But anyway, there's a new PSP, and along with the new PSP comes some new games that will work on your old PSP as well, though. You know, so you don't need the new PSP. And the new games are Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which is the brand new real Metal Gear Solid game coming on the PSP. Original title. I don't think that's fair, because the other one is made by the same guy, right? It just doesn't have the guy in it. Snake. So it's a real Metal Gear Solid I mean, this thing. is a snake adventure, okay. then, is what I'm saying. Okay. And it's an original, real 40-hour adventure Ooh. on the PSP, which sounds good to me. I mean, if I can play it on my old PSP, that'll be good. Um, also, Gran Turismo PSP. This has been promised since the original PSP. When they, You know when they brought the original PSP out at the E3 press conference about five years ago? It had Gran Turismo on the screen, and they said, this, is, this will be it. This is the game that comes with it. The game's still not come out, but they now have finally shown it. It looks really cool. So let me get this straight. <clears throat> this company totally bullshits everybody, lies about what they're going to do, charges too much, and you all still buy all their stuff. That's cool. Well, that's, that's genius Actually, right interestingly there. enough, I don't buy all that stuff. What don't you have? I mean, I have their equipment. You've had every PlayStation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, about. I don't go out and buy every single game. They are the genius. Um, other games, they're... Well, they're the PSP stuff. Other games is God of War 3 for the PS3. Now, God of War's never been on the PS3. It's a fantastic Sounds series. Good. And it looks good on the PS3. It's like they they finished the press conference with it. So, I think they're hinging a lot of hopes on that game. Right. Um, Uncharted 2. I absolutely loved Uncharted last year. It's my favourite PS3 game, I think. And Uncharted 2 is his next adventure. I think you saw me play Uncharted mm-hmm. a little bit. It's the, guy, the treasure... Like an Indiana Jones type of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's it's, it's but younger. <laughs> but this is his new adventure. And uh, I think it looks really cool. And if you're really into that, there's a beta of the multiplayer of that going on now on the PS3, so you can play that right now. If you buy the game Infamous, it comes with it, code. Um, Assassin's Creed 2, which is a game from a couple of years ago, which was pretty cool. This one looks better. That's coming on the 360 as well. Then they demonstrated their motion controller. I don't think I mentioned Microsoft's motion no. controller. Milo um, and all that? Yeah, well, Microsoft... All right, then. Microsoft announced a motion controller called Project Natal. It's a camera that sits on top of your TV with a microphone in it, like a big bar, like a sensor bar. And according to them, you will be able to control your games never using a controller, just your body. It looks amazing in practice, but I don't think it really exists. Properly. I disagree. I don't think it looks amazing at all. I think it looks really... Hokey. Well, you didn't see the real... Um, you saw that promotional yeah, thing. I did. Well, they actually showed it on the stage working. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it... It was a girl actually playing a game, and she was throwing balls back and jumping with her legs and her feet, and it was doing what... But who knows whether that could have been set up. Like, I mean, Correct. Uh, um, so what they're promising is a good idea. 
I just really don't think it works exactly like they say. And I, I'll eat my words if it comes out and it's something else, but then they brought Steven Spielberg out, Microsoft, on the stage, and he talked about it to add even more, like, uh, this is credible because Steven Spielberg likes it. So I don't believe yeah, it Yeah, the Beatles yet. and Steven Spielberg? Yeah, crazy. Those guys must have a lot of money. Yeah, so I, I don't <laughs> believe Microsoft's one yet. Uh, and then Sony came out with theirs too, like came out on the stage and said, this is something we're working on. This isn't, this will come out next fall. Concept. They came out with these two lollipops. I can only describe them as lollipops. Sticks with balls on the end. They look like uh, microphones, like for a kid's karaoke machine. To or me. as Austin said, sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, they came out with these two things and then they showed one, one motion similar to the Wii. They held a sword up, held the lollipop up, and the character on the screen with the sword did exactly what the guy did with the thing. Now, I believe theirs more than I do than Natal, because it looked like it was really running properly to me. Like, I mean, it, it was very early crappy graphics and everything, but it was doing what he did, which, to me, meant that they might be a bit further along with that. Anyway, all I can say is everybody wants to do motion control. That's all there is to it, right? Sure. Everybody's trying it in their own different way the next phase of technology really it could be applied to in even everyday use it just i personally think the nintendo are still because their console comes with it as default you don't have to buy it separate you get that in the box i still think they're in the best position mm-hmm. because it's hard to get even microsoft's and sony's are the best thing in the world it's hard to make people go out and buy another hundred dollar thing yeah. To add to what you If it's already. in the box and everybody uses it, you're in the best position, are you? Adding things on has never been good in the past. Everything that comes out as an add-on usually ends up half of the population. In a closet. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Nintendo is still in... Even though theirs might be the lowest tech solution, I think theirs might be the winner overall. When then, it, What's interesting to me is the next wave of consoles, whenever it comes... Will we not have controllers at all? Will they all have developed something like that by nah, then? Nah, they'll always be no, controllers. No, because I, I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't see it. Like, you really do need buttons and, a, and yeah, sticks. Yeah, but that's because you've had 30 years of doing it. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, totally. like, it's like them saying, it's like car manufacturers saying, 2011's cars don't come with a steering wheel. You just uh, do this. <laughs> As he waves his hands around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You just... Yeah. you. Put your hands to the left and your car goes to the left, you put your hands... It's like saying that all of a sudden. So anybody who's really used to a steering wheel is freaked out by it. Because I am. I, I go on the Wii and like I'm slightly estranged. Like I, I'm like, okay, I get what this is, but... Okay, I, remember the day you went from the Atari stick to a game controller. Yeah, it, it was odd for a long time. Um, yeah. What I'm saying is this... You know, if there's a console future where there is no pad in the pack and they just expect you to wave your arms and stuff, yes, that will become natural eventually. Yeah. But it's a hard one to... It's also, like, it's not as tactile. I think you need, like, if it's a baseball game, I want to be able to put on my real baseball mitt that I have in my closet, wear it, have something on or in my hand that when I'm pitching or catching... You know, I need something to touch, not just, like, wave... I don't mind the waving around part... But I feel like I need something. I need to have a bat in my hand. If I'm going to do motion sensor and I have a bat in the closet, I can use my bat. Not a good idea in your living room, but I'm just saying I need something physical to touch, not just miming everything 
right in front of this thing. That's my only thing. I actually like how the when we were doing Wii Sports, which is only a like mm-hmm. a simple. I like the actual, you know, the Wii Mote. Even though it's just a little bar in your hand, when you actually mm-hmm. do baseball pitching. Because you're in that physical position, you do feel like you're actually doing it, and the control and the guy does it or the golfing. I don't feel like I need a golf club. Right. I feel like the thing in my hand is fair, but just to but mind. But if, actual- if they're eliminating all peripherals, and, yeah, I'm, so and I just- want to play golf in my living room, I want to go to my closet, get my golf yeah. club, and be doing it. You know, like I said, it's maybe not the safest thing in the world, but I need something to touch. Yeah. I think I do. Now, if I'm using my PC in the kitchen. And you want give me motion control so that I can wave through the internet or move my finger to change pages of a recipe on a big screen that I might have with a PC. I think that's that ideal. would be brilliant. Yeah, because that is an actual practical application that I could I can get my head around. But anyway, what we get? Or even a TV remote that's got motion sensor. Yeah, that you just I said that. I'd yeah. love to be able to navigate my Blu-rays on my massive big screen downstairs with my hand and not have to fiddle around in the dark. With the Voice remote. control is where they need to be focused because that would be fantastic. But. It- that's yeah, a tough but one. as we know, that doesn't seem to work how it's... They promise everything with voice, don't they? They yeah. go like, hey, what, these new cars that are going to have voice control, and then I see people demo them on, on uh, tech shows, and it doesn't understand what they say, and they're just normal people. like. And I'm like, why is it not like what they say it is? Right. Like, change radio. Radio, you know, like when, they, when you see them do it, and they go, please tune the radio to 103 FM. And then it does it. And then you see the guy on CNET testing it, and he goes, please tune the radio to 103 FM, and it makes a phone call to his auntie. (laughs) We want it to be like Star Trek, where you say, computer, turn on the radio. Yeah, exactly. And it turns on the radio. I mean, that's what... And it says, hello, Ace Gully. How are you today? Good morning. The weather in Jefferson City. Like that. I want that. Everybody wants that, don't they? Like that, cool. and then you say something back, and it responds. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that happens somewhere in the world. They've perfected it, but not in a practical no, application. It's in Bill Gates' little weird house <laughs> yeah. that we talked about before. So moving on with all, all the point of that is everybody's doing a motion controller. You're probably going to get one with the next wave of consoles from everybody. I imagine, even if it's, it might even be built into the console. No new consoles announced except the PSP. No nothing. Two. Nothing. Everybody seems happy, and I'm quite happy. I don't want to buy another one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these all work good. The latest games on the 360 are mind-blowing. The latest games on the Wii are different and unique enough. The latest game on my PC, excellent. And the latest games on the PS3, you know, everything's good. Like, they're all, all, they all play to different strengths, don't they, really? Yes. Um, And if you want to experience them all, you have to buy them all and just... Starve. Yep. So, <laughs> ne- so next, uh, they announced um, Mag, which which is a short for Massive Action Game, which is the worst title in the world, but still funny. Um, it's a 256-player shooter, and they actually demonstrated it on the stage. I didn't think that game would work, but apparently that was a live demo, and some of the websites I watched have a live demo. It does work. 256 players. Now, what I said to you was, that is cool. But won't that just... I mean, 256 strangers are not going to cooperate with each other, are they? Right. It's going to end up as a weird... That can be applied to any kind of game as well. Yeah. It could be applied to a game where it's an adventure. And you're all over the world. And everybody's, you know, seeking, finding things and have to cooperate. Yeah, you're right, though. you got to cooperate with people. And this is a shooter. And, like, you know, a shooter that requires 10 players, 
it's easier to get 10 players of like mind together than 256. So I feel that... Do you think they're trying to appeal and maybe come up with a game like World of Warcraft, but for the console? That is exactly what it is. It's even called Massive Action Game. They're well, trying okay. to... <laughs> they're making a shooter that appeals to with a big... movement, like With uh, raids and things. It's kind of that setup as well, you know? Um, it looks interesting, and I like shooters, but I will be interested to see how that turns out. Whether it's like a lag, laggy mess, or it's... Nobody plays it because you can't tell... Nobody will do what you want them to do. And right. Because like, how they've set it up is like, you're the... Co- like, you might get chosen as the commander, and then your voice commands are supposed to go down the chain of command, and they're supposed to do what you say, and... If I tell some 13-year-old kid to go and blow that thing up, he'll probably shoot me in the face. Right. So I don't know if that's going to work. But it looks interesting. Um, Final Fantasy thirteen. we mentioned it in Microsoft's. It's also coming to Sony's. They also mentioned Final Fantasy fourteen and showed a trailer. Big surprise, that one, but <laughs> it's coming. They're doing an add-on pack to Wipeout HD, which is one of my favourite racing games, Wipeout, on the... PS3, it was a downloadable game. Wipeout! Well, they're doing an add-on pack to it, which adds a load of new tracks and stuff for $10, which I'm all over. Yeah. Um, the Last Guardian, which is the third in the Eco Shadow of the Colossus, mm. The Last Guardian. I love this And game. honestly, that was the tra- that that trailer for The Last Guardian, I think, was the f- my favourite thing I even saw at E3. Because I know what their games are like. Oh, I love and, Shadow of the Colossus. And that game... It looks like a mixture of Shadow of the Colossus, because it has a big colossus in it, and a boy. A boy who befriends a colossus, and his journey... He has to hold his hand and drag him around? Yeah, (laughs) almost. It's like a a journey between the colossus and a boy, and they help each other through this environment. So it kind of looks like a mixture of the last two games, and it's the end of the trilogy, they say. They're not, like, they don't follow on from each other, but they're inspired by each other. What about another good game that you like? With the guy and the boat and the father who died and you're walking around Tokyo. Oh, Shenmue. That's, yeah. That's never going to get Oh, that's good. That was so good. But anyway, Shadow, uh, this one's called... It didn't have a title before E3 and now it's called The Last Guardian and it looks incredible. I I think whoever makes those are just genius. Is it going to be on Xbox as well or just... No, it's a Sony thing. Uh, and then another genius game, Indigo Prophecy, which was a game from a couple of years ago, which was a... Like a... Like a murder adventure that you go through. It's a very unique gameplay um, by David Crane. Well, he's bringing out a new one called Heavy Rain, which looks like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Very high concept. And a lot of people hated Indigo Prophecy, but I loved it. It was the one where you um, murder somebody in the diner at the beginning. Oh, right. I then forgot the name. T- yep, yep. Yeah, and, that, and it was kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure really like kind of deal. Yeah, I loved it. really loved it. I played for it a couple of times to try it different ways. This is the same thing, really. But get this for a concept. There's four characters in this story. You play as all four of them throughout the story. If one of them dies because of you, you know, like... You didn't control it, you know, you didn't... Then he's dead, that person. And the story, you you don't game over. The story continues with the other three. If all of them die, the story ends that way. Like, that's how... And anybody can die at any particular moment during the thing, if you're not... Right. Or you can just decide, I don't like this guy, so I'm killing him in this scene. But, each of those people are probably bringing a certain thing that you need... 
to pursue whatever you're doing. So once they're dead, you've lost whatever skills they have, right? Whatever relationships they've made. Right. One's a cop, so you maybe right. need the cop's skills to do exactly. Something. So you they're not in they're not disposable. But if you lose one of them, then you you've got to find a way right. around. Because he the guy was like, <clears throat> I hate game over screens. Why, when you're playing an adventure game and your character dies, why does the story have to end? There's other people. Why can't you move on to somebody right. else? So that sounds... I love that high concept kind of stuff. Even if it doesn't come off 100%. I like I like the experience of it. And I Like think, you like the uh, parkour one, but it wasn't perfect, but you did no, like it. Mirror's Edge. Yeah, yeah. it was... Kind of, it felt like an experiment, but it was a fun... Like, because you don't play that. You play shooters every day, but you never play... So this, I, I'm interested in. Uh, Mod Nation Racers, which is like a racing game, not by the team that did Little Big Planet, but it looks like it was. So you design your own racetracks, cars, and it's in that cutesy kind of style. It's never been announced before. It looked interesting to me. It's for the people who like to create, I guess. Um, Ratchet, A new Ratchet & Clank game, if you like Ratchet & Clank, it's got a crack in time. One of the big announcements for Sony this is coming up to the end here, was Rockstar North, who make Grand Theft Auto, are doing an exclusive game for the PS3 called Agent. A brand new IP that they've never... I mean, they they basically do Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Revolver. Bully. Yeah, but this is something brand new, exclusive to the PlayStation. If it's from Rockstar North, it's probably a big open-world game. I... I'm excited. Jesus, it's Rockstar North. They can't do anything wrong. Why are they Rockstar North all of a sudden? Well, there's different teams at Rockstar. There's Rockstar San Diego. There's Rockstar North. There's different... Since when? It's, it split up a while ago because oh. they, they did a Midnight Club. San Diego right. team went in. But Rockstar North are the ones responsible for Grand Theft Auto 4 and 3 and Vice City. They're the main team, you know. So, them doing Agent. Now, the only thing that bothers me is, does that mean they're not doing Grand Theft Auto Five? Because <laughs> they're busy with that. Because I would hate another couple of years to go by and not be a Grand Theft Auto fan. Oh, but it'll be better. If you wait longer, it'll be better. It will, but it's a nightmare waiting for something that... But in fact, yeah. once you find out there is a Grand Theft Auto Five, then you get out your Grand Theft Auto Four and you'll play it again. And then I've you'll played have... it three times <laughs> so far. And it's only been out a year. I've actually played through it three times. It's crazy. Uh, and then... Other stuff which is not related to any of the big three. It was just other stuff that I wanted to mention. DJ Hero. There's more. There's DJ Hero, which is... What, 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 what? You get a turntable with the, a peripheral of a turntable. I saw it demonstrated this morning on a video. I'm excited. It's Guitar Hero with turntables. Right. Scratching, mixing. Good music. Mixing different types of music together. The demo we heard was Gwen Stefani and Rick James. Mm-hmm mixed together and it sounded really cool I, I like the idea of mashing different mashups as they call it um, Guitar Hero 5 inevitable just uh, more music it looked like Guitar Hero 5 no they changed they've gone away from that cartoony style of Guitar Hero and kind of made it a bit more realistic mm. graphically but yes it's Guitar Hero there's coloured things going down a lane and you press the guitar buttons right what really more just more be? music is what you need isn't it to make your game yeah playable so that's coming as well opposite the Beatles rock band I wonder which will sell more probably the Beatles 
<laughs> well, I think most people have both, don't you? Uh, they do. A lot of people. Not people most. who are into guitar both. games probably do buy both. Cause guitar Hero came out first. Yeah, they'll buy everybody one. Everybody bought that. Yeah. Then Rock Band was like, oh my god, everybody's... Now we can have this. drums. I'm sure there are rival teams. Some people are anti-one and the other, but... But they're really the same game. It just keeps you going. Yeah. And then there's Brutal Legend, which is Jack Black. Is there an end to this? You keep saying that. There was there's Brutal Legend, which is Jack Black oh, right. and Tim Schafer, who made Psychonauts, which is an amazing game. Um teaming up to do a adventure game about heavy metal. Fabulous. And it stars Jack Black, Ozzy Osbourne, the guy from Judas Priest, Rob Halford, who is really funny, I really is from Birmingham, but he's like a metal god. And uh yeah, it just looks really funny. I mean, Jack, I'm, Jack Black, I can take him or leave him kind of thing, me. He's mm-hmm. not mega funny to me, but sometimes he is. But in this game, it seemed like they've got the writing right, because I saw a couple of clips and it was pretty funny. Like satire on games and heavy metal, you know? Um, and then very f- finally is Need for Speed Shift, which is the latest Need for Speed, which they're trying to make it like Gran Turismo and Forza 3, which I think is that's totally the wrong way to go. Because Need for Speed is an arcade game. Yeah. I liked the story. When they put a story into it and you were following a story. Like the cop one where you was a cop. This they're taking it away from all that and just making it like another racing game. I don't think it's the right way to go but we'll see. So um, that's E3 in a nutshell. In a nutshell. That's a big friggin' nutshell. Yeah, in about a 40 minute nutshell. <laughs> but um, that was... I'm, I know I've probably missed some things. But that was everything that took my fancy. Um, and the best thing I saw in the entire thing, for me, is The Last Guardian from Sony. I'm excited about that, too. Yeah, if, if you've never played Shadow of the Colossus, and you've never owned a Sony console, go and buy a PS2. They're pretty cheap, like $99. Oh, it's awesome. Shadow of the Colossus will probably cost you $10. Or used. less. Yeah. It's, and Ico. Get them ex- both. Yeah, the experience of those two games is worth buying a PS2 for. I'm telling you, it, it really is. Some of the best They're games. They're awesome to watch. I mean, I am still... Ca- I could watch... I've watched Shadow of the Colossus now probably five times, because you played it, Ashley played it a couple times, Austin played it a couple times. I've done it a couple times, but I actually prefer watching it. I'm just compelled by the behemoth, giant, earthy, and living creature with rock and And they're making a dirt. movie out of it. It's in production. Starring Nicolas Cage, I suppose. His hair is the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> just a big... We're so awful. A big cage hair. We like Nicholas Cage. You, gri- oh, you know, because I'm Colossus, you grip onto the hair That's to climb up. You- <laughs> so it's just Nicholas Cage's head rolling around yeah. with the hair, and if you get on the forehead, you're screwed because there's a lot of forehead to be had. <laughs> That's just a funny. Okay, can you picture that in, in the style Why do you of think that I'm game? Laughing? It's in the hysterical. style of that game as well. Oh my god, that's funny. okay. So that's uh, all that stuff. E3, and now you're going to talk about something. I'm just going to be extra brief. special. I'll talk about more mine next week. I'll mention what we're having for dinner. It's going to be tuna salad, and I'm going to have some tofu salad. Uh, I don't know how to describe that, except that's what it is. And I'm learning to love tofu. It's very weird. And my game this week that I bought through download on the fast internet. Yeah, uh, you went to uh, use the EA store, right? Yep. The actual. And I bought The Sims 3. And I'll talk more about it next week. Now, you've got a lot to say about this. I do. I would rather sum it up next week. Well, when we're an hour and 40 minutes in this podcast, next week you can talk about it at length. Because we'll we'll not have as much. I mean, that's the biggest list we've ever done, isn't it? So, but. So, if you want to hear about Sims 3 next week from an actual Sims lover, not a fan of the game, 
I am a true diehard Sims I want person. A, I want a thorough look at it. Like a yeah. I want you to talk about the mechanics and yeah. the option. Okay, I can do that. I can even do a little write up for you for your All website. Right. All right, so um, that is the extravaganza. For t- we told you it was going to be a long one. Oh, and hopefully man. That my could, ass is getting sore from sitting here. That actually could last you all week in the car on the way to work. <laughs> it could. So if you're listening to this part on a Friday, uh, happy weekend. This is going to take forever to upload. So um, let me just say thanks for listening to the podcast. And, Thank you. Uh, we hope we, you know, if you didn't follow E3 this week, I hope I maybe brought some news to you there that you didn't yeah. know about. Um, but you probably did know about it. Uh, I want to remind you about the websites, ascully.com and sidtalk.com. And you can also go to twitter.com slash ascully, twitter.com slash sidtalk. Uh, you can also get this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, or subscribe to the RSS feed. Go to ascully.com, click on podcast, all the details are there. You can enter our contest on ascully.com to win a copy of Street Fighter. The legend of... Chun-Li. Chun-Li. Um, you can just go and play Street Fighter on the 360 because it's pretty cool. Um, and you can email feedback to ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk ever. And I have to say that every week now. It's part of the uh, yeah. shtick. Yeah, it's funny every time. It is, for me. Um, and I just want to say stay classy and, you know... Keep video gaming. <laughs> and I'm going to say think for yourself. Because if you do not think for yourself in this world, someone will come along, kidnap your brain, and do it for you. Oh, that was good. I see what you did there. <laughs>